welcome to Tamla and Taylor Street Talk Tuesday, where we talk about treats, business, and life. This week, we are going to be interviewing our very own co-host, Tamla. I'm so excited about it, and I can't wait for her to tell you guys everything about Torlitas. Before that, though, I'm going to introduce myself. I am Taylor um, from Michigan with the company Sweet Spirit Treats, where we do sweet treats for your special occasions. We do custom cookies, cakes, cake pops, and everything covered in chocolate. So that is my spiel, and Tamla is going to introduce herself. Hi, thank you, Taylor. I am Tamla Walker. I am the owner of Torlitas for that sweet and crunchy taste. Torlitas is a dessert company located right here in the great state of Ohio, where we specialize in salty, sweet treats. If you want to know more about me and my business, go to at Torlitas, that's T as in Tuesday, O-R-L-I-T-A-S. Yes, so we um we thought that it would be nice for you guys kind of to get a introduction into who we are um we're treat makers obviously but this week we're going to focus on tamla uh tell us how you got started with tornadoes so it's it's funny because back in the day i always thought that that nobody would not want to know my story and here it is probably 20 years later, <laughs> uh, I'm still telling the story. So Torlitas was created out of an actual dream, not something I thought of it up in my head, an actual sleep and then wake up, oh, huh, what about that dream? And it was back in the year 2000 and I was at the time purchasing a home and you know anybody had been through the process know that it can be a stressful process and I came home from work I took a nap and next thing you know I I dreamt of peach juice and tortilla chips (laughs) I'm like that don't sound right what about chocolate so I went down to my kitchen and I gathered, gathered together some ingredients and that's how Torlitas was born, actually. I shared them with my roommate at the time, and he loved them. He loved them. And he said, oh, these are really good. I was like, oh, okay. So I took them, I created a batch, another batch, and I took them into work the next day. And I gave everyone a survey on what they liked and what they didn't like. And at that time, that was my testing ground and my test market. So everyone loved them and they said, hey, you should make this a business. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, no. I can't leave my government job. Oh, you crazy? Right. So, so. so tell us a little bit more about what made you decide to do a survey because m- most time people just like get information you know a couple people are like yeah that's okay I guess maybe I want some you know another time but what 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 about you made you feel like I need like more information about this I need to gather the information or I need to do a testing in this way 
So prior to me creating this project, um, I have a undergrad in business administration mm -hmm. and also a master's in business, business administration with an emphasis in entrepreneurship. So around 2000, I think I was still doing my undergrad. So I knew that I just had a natural interest in marketing and business. And I knew that I had to ask people what they thought about the product. So I knew firsthand that in order for this product to grow, I needed to know what worked and what didn't. So I, let me back up a little bit. So when I took the batch into my job, I had several different types of tortilla chips that I used and different toppings that I used. So they, I gave them a survey, what they liked and what they didn't like and, you know, and it kind of grew from there down to my signature blondie, which is a white corn tortilla chip with milk chocolate, white chocolate, and almond toffee pieces. And I think I forgot to say that in the, in the beginning, what actually a torlita is. I was just about to ask you. <laughs> you know, I get so, yeah, it's so, yeah, it's so far for me, you know, it's so yeah. routine for me. I forget people doesn't really don't know what it is. Yeah, because we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. When I say a uh, blondie, uh, it's like a brownie uh, consistency. And you're like, no, that's not the same as my blondie. You know what I mean? So it's all about like um, getting the information out and like educating people on what you actually do. Because it's probably a process. I know you have it like down to a science because we talked about it a couple of times. And you're like, it takes me 20 seconds to do this chip. And then I can get like 50 done and I'm like, man, I don't, I don't have it down exactly, you know, to a science of how long it's going to take me to do like a cake. I'm getting better at it, you know, but I'm like, man, you really have it down pat. Yeah. So torlitas are white corn tortilla chips with different chocolates and toppings. I started with my signature blondie which is a white corn tortilla chip with milk chocolate, white chocolate, and almond toffee pieces. And then it grew from there. I have over a dozen varieties and some are seasonal. So let me go down the list of the ones that I can think of off the top of my head would I uh, create. So there are signature blondies. There are turtles with the uh, bucket shaped tortilla chips with mm -hmm. a layer of caramel topped with the greatest, the best milk chocolate and a roasted almond toff or almond uh, pecan. And then there are mint for me. And these are all names that I, I came up with. So mint for me is a white corn tortilla chip with dark chocolate and flavored peppermint and a lime, a mint green uh, chocolate topping. And then there's peanut butter crunch. There are my signature, or excuse me, my um, citrus bunch, which I do in the summertime, which is uh, orange delicious, uh, sunny they lemon, and um, they look key lime when pie. You put, when you put up that picture of the orange ones and the key lime pie, I'm like, oh my goodness, I just need to call and order some right now. <laughs> Today. Exactly. My citrus bunch always and actually 
the orange delicious tastes just like you were sitting on the curb in the summertime as a child with a push-up pop, orange yeah. push-up from the popsicle man. That's exactly what it is, but it has a twist with the crunch and also the salty sweet. So it's a perfect combination. And that was something that grew out of, I became a fan favorite. So I make those year round now, not just for the spring summertime. And then I have peppermint bark for the winter time. And then I make various other types of uh, torlitas. I make uh, chocolate covered Oreos and pretzels, my out of this world pretzels, karma wrap pretzels. And then I uh, did one year often actually, I do um, in the fall, which is a s'mores blondie. And I put a, a, a char a giant marshmallow and I smash it between two Torlitas, a signature blondie, oh and I put a caramel layer over that. So it's not the best, you can't just bite down and eat it, but yeah. I think the visual of it is just perfect and people love it. So yeah, that's good. I, I'm always amazed at the like creativity of of people who do like treats, confectionery and like culinary, because like the different flavor combinations that you have to come up with and things like that, were they requests from different people or did you come up with them all on your own? Well, primarily I came up with them on my own, but I do customize my product to mm -hmm. a, a flavor, a color that is requested by my customer. And customers are always right. Now there are challenges, but there are limitations too yeah. of what is possible. And uh, sometimes it works out, and sometimes I said, "Hey, um, I'm not able to do that, but what about this option?" So you always want to make sure that the customer is feeling like they're have some quote unquote skin in the game, yeah. and that they're because they're very specific. They have their idea in mind of what it's going to look like on their table. They know exactly who their guests are and what type of impression they're trying to, to give, so. Yeah, so so tell us a little bit more about, um, about the trademarking that you have going on with Torlitas. Yeah, so at my core, I am an inventor. I've always wanted to invent. I've always wanted to invent products and services that just makes life a little bit easier. So in when I began Torlitas, Torlitas um, LLC is a limited liability company. I want to say that as well. I am registered with the state of Ohio. And when I created Torlitas uh, back in the day, I started out just servicing family and friends. So it was, I was really building up my customer base and you know, I was doing test marketing and things like that. So it was really up until a certain time that I became, you know, I said, let me put this, put the stakes down and create a business because I had lost my job. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of going back and leading you up to uh, the point of the trademark. I've yeah. always wanted to have an invention with a U.S. A patent and trademark office ever since I can remember. Um, growing up, I just wanted to be an inventor. So mm -hmm. who knew, as my mom said, that God had a sweet tooth and gave me toilet. <laughs> because right. at the time, there was 
sweet and salty is very common these days, but it mm-hmm. wasn't back in the year 2000 when I created Tornitas. So I've always wanted a trademark and a patent, but mm-hmm. I didn't know the pathway to get there. I knew that there was an office in Washington, D.C. that I could go to. Also, I knew that I could do a search when the internet became the internet. (laughs) I'm dating myself. (laughs) I'm dating myself. Um, And I could do searches online. And that it would cost big money to do it. Right. Didn't know what big money was at the time. But I knew it it was outside my realm of what I could afford. So fast forward to um, 2020, and I saw an article in my local newspaper that at the time, we all know 2020 year is (laughs) gap year, I call it. And this program was helping local small businesses, women and minority owned businesses really establish their foundational work Uh, to participate in PPP loans for the government. And and she is an attorney with a large law firm here in town. And anybody knows if you're a small business or minority business or know of someone, when it became time for PPP, a lot of people didn't know that they were, they could apply for it. They didn't have the foundational work. Foundation meaning, are you a licensed, business in the state of Ohio? Have you paid the taxes? And are they up to date? What are your financials? Just all those things that a business does to run itself outside of the idea and the production. The stuff that people really get murky in. And it's really, it's it's always a process of growing and understanding. So having had those things, you know, in place, I reached out to um, the um, phone number and the email and the article, and I asked them, hey, would you, would you be able to help me secure a trademark for my product? And I thought that, you know, I didn't know if they would say yes or no. I just thought, let me try, because right. I'd rather try and have them tell you no instead, right. instead of you telling yourself no. And there's a big difference in that because it goes mm-hmm. beyond yourself and it goes beyond, you just might surprise yourself and get a yes. Yeah. So I reached out to the lady, I'll make this short. I reached out to the lady, um, her name is Janae and she put me in contact with a US, I mean, with a, a patent and trademark attorney and they were offering a certain services at a, re, at, at a very reduced price and in order for minority and women-owned businesses to get their paperwork in place in order to take, in order to be able to have a launch pad when the pandemic was over or during the pandemic so they can still have a business and sustain their business and move forward. So um, that's how I, re- I received my uh, patent, uh, my trademark. It was a series of... Um, emails and phone calls. And there was a cost that was incurred um, for my business, but it was not nearly what I would have paid um, had I not taken part of this program. And I will do a series of a video on how to obtain your trademark um, in the upcoming days. And I'll post it a little bit later. 
for viewers to uh, to see if it's something they're interested in and uh, go from there. Great, great, great. I'm so I'm so excited because um, we haven't really gotten to a lot of the things that I personally know about you. So like when you're like, yeah, I worked for like the government or like I had this uh, business degree, like it's it, it shows more of why you do the things you do. You know what I mean? Um, so so tell tell us a little bit more about, did you, did you like business when you were younger? What made you want to go into business even before Torlitas? So yeah, absolutely. I was always business-minded. My, my parents were always, they, they were real estate, um, uh, purchased real estate. They had full-time jobs. My dad worked two full-time jobs at five days a week. So we were always in the forward moving mode and bettering our lives. So I saw my parents who read the newspapers, who had discussions about, pol about uh, politics, mm -hmm. who knew how to do business, had a mind for business. And I don't know if they were really at a we're doing business, but, but they knew that in order to uh, move the family forward and to invest in the future, they bought assets, which were homes in the community. So um, it was, I saw them do it. And I always thought that I would have a marketing firm in my community because I realized early on that there were a lot of commercials and things like that, that really didn't focus on people that looked like me. Right. And I knew that people that looked like me had money and I, they spent the money, whether it was a dollar or a thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. I just knew that they had money and they bought goods. And I felt that in order to reach them, we need to know what drives them. What are their likes? What are their, what do they, you know, gravitate to? What are their friends doing and things like that? So I've always wanted a marketing firm. Um, in my community. So I think that was uh, a good start in my teens, but it went well beyond that. I was selling uh, the fundraisers at school. I was really serious about it back in kindergarten yeah. <laughs> and I had a babysitting job and I did a whole host of things to, to make some coin as they call it today. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I've always just been that forward mind think. My mother said I never was a baby. I never was. I'm the youngest of seven. So yeah. I guess I was. I guess, you know, my brothers and sisters taught me a lot. So, um, yeah, so that was, I was always an entrepreneur. I just knew that I wanted to make it. I've mm. always knew that I wanted to make it. I wanted to have, a, you know, big dreams, a mansion and, you know, a family. And uh, I'm still on my way to doing a few of those things. But I've always had a mind for greater, yeah. greater, whatever is greater to you is your greater and whatever is greater to me is my greater. So, and also my and faith, it, let me back up to all of this. <laughs> okay. Let me not get beside myself. You know, yeah. Jesus is the reason. Okay. <laughs> this is my God given product. Okay. Let me, I said, God, this cannot do, this cannot go anywhere without you. Okay. Yes. I am the create, I am the producer. You are the creator. So whatever you want to do with this product, I'm your vessel. So let me say that first. Okay. Yeah. So like, don't get it twisted. <laughs> you know, I might not be who all I need to be, but let me tell you, I can tell you what I do know. And that yeah. is, uh, 
that God is the, the leader of, uh, of my product and my life. So I try to um, do things in excellence and, um, you know, so we'll go from there. Yeah, definitely. It's beautiful that you always incorporate your faith. And I think a lot of times people may be like afraid to say that God is who he is and that he's the head of their life. But something about his character shows through people, even without them speaking. Just like you can see someone who has a presence of darkness around them. You can also see people who have a presence of light around them. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, I'm excited that you said it. I'm excited that you acknowledge God. Um, Cause you're always like, Oh, God gave me this dream. He told me about Torlitas. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's great. Um, it's great that you, you produced. It's great that you have had, let's, Tell us about some of the successes that you have had with Torlitas. Wow, some successes. I was featured on the Chew television show by celebrity chef Carla Hall. Um, I have um, met the mayor of the uh, city of Columbus with my product. Uh, there, the list goes on. I was voted top four best bite sweet treat um, in a out of how many vendors, nearly 40 vendors. And uh, they were pretty prominent in national brands that I, I beat out at the time. This is a couple of years ago, maybe. Yeah. And uh, there were everything, they were, uh, it was a sweet treat festival. And mm -hmm. I went out top four out of Jenny's, Velvet Ice Cream, um, some very national big brands. Even though I love those brands, I was, it was kind of like my, uh, home alone moment <laughs> so I was like really beat out those you know <laughs> yeah. uh, big brands so I knew that I had something that people loved and I really had to you know get beyond myself thinking that it's just mine mm -hmm. and it's definitely a process it's definitely yeah. a process of growing your brand and growing mm -hmm. your product even though 50 people might do it, even though 100 people might do it, they don't do it like you do. And guess what? People buy from people that they like, that they know, and that they trust. How many times have we heard that, Taylor? No like trust factor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no like trust factor. Yes, yes, yes. And um, a part of that also is that even though your product may be something that everybody can go to this place or that place and get. They don't make it like you do. They don't have the same design like you do. They don't look like you do. They don't sound like you do. You might remind someone of their um, family member or sister or a friend and people buy from people they like. So I just want to make sure our audience knows that even though you have a product that might seem, oh, it's just this, or it's just that, I just do this with it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Do she it. tells me this it all the there. time, guys. She's, yeah. she's a great encourager. Great oh. motivator as well. Okay. I try to be. <laughs> we have many discussions. And she's like, just do it. I'm like, okay, all right. That's Very pretty good. bad, because sometimes I have to. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> 
and realize that everybody, you know, don't want to have a business doing it. You know, I had to realize I'm such, I like to see the successes of people. I like to see it work. I want to know what's not working. Let's, let's figure it out. What's not working and let's find a way to get it to work. So I not only deal with um, uh, treat makers, I deal with other business owners as well. And um, so, yeah. Yeah, so tell us more about your, uh, you know, you said you wanted to do like a marketing company. So Tamla does not only run Torlitas, she also has another company that she runs as well. So you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so during the gap year, pandemic year, pandemic year and a half or whatever it's called now, uh, there was no one, everyone was probably quarantining. And if you know anything, about the pandemic as a business, um, most businesses, not all, not all, most businesses, um, their production came to a halt, a stop, and also everything else. So there was no money flowing in and things like that. And prior to that, it was kind of, I became, it, was, it was a little dicey, you know, before the pandemic for my business, but going forward, um, everything came to a stop. So I had to figure out a new way um, to do things. So I belong to a local organization that's a business nonprofit in the community called the Greater Linden Business Network, where we help um, area businesses grow and succeed in the area or industry where they are. And I knew that just by a natural attraction to technology, to marketing and things like that, I was helping people with their social media as well as their marketing for their companies. It was, I would get asked questions. I was asked questions. I was given advice. People would come to me. Hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? How do you attach the email? So Knowing that people, I work with a older um, population mm -hmm. and I knew that people in over 40 really didn't grow up with a lot of technology that's today. And the old school way of reaching customers and communicating with customers mm -hmm. is really fading fast. And right. The traditional newspaper articles, radio spots, and face-to-face, -face, of course, during the pandemic, that was like, uh-uh, <laughs> we're not doing it. You know, face-to-face -face interaction was really a big way that they thought that things could get done. Well, when that happened, the digital world really kicked into high gear how to reach a customer how to get the coin, how to make sure that you don't lose customers, how to gain new, new, new customers. So I created a pivot company called Want Day Digital Marketing, where I say, baby, it's your want day. <laughs> and that, that story, it's a story behind that title of the company, but that also came out of a dream. So maybe I just dream up companies. I don't know. Maybe I do. <laughs> but um, so I created a company called One Day Digital Marketing, where I specialize in the over 40 small business owner who really hates technology. That's what it comes down to. But they know they need a presence online. So they come to me and 
say, hey, I got this company. I know I should be online. I tried my daughter. I tried my son, my grandkids, but they won't call me back. Right. <laughs> and um, how do I do this? Right now. <laughs> yeah. How do I do this? How do I attach an email to a text message? Um, how do I use my smartphone? How do I use my tablet? How, what's an app? You know, and all these things are being thrown at them at a time yeah. where they're like, everything is falling apart around the world. Right. Yeah, my business is falling apart. How do I get online? What are the steps to do that? How to get on onboarding? What's TikTok? So I really cater to um, that crowd and help them with their social media content. I provide um, onboarding to social media platforms such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, and the list goes on. In addition to creating websites for them and flyers and posts to their website for them. And it's really, it's really exciting. And it really, it's, it's, it's a benefit and, a, and it's a benefit to the company as well as, as for me, because I'm helping them grow in their technology language language yeah. so to speak and it's really exciting some people are like just give me my, just go do it I don't want nothing to do with it <laughs> yeah. just do it and just right. send me the invoice so uh you get those 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 people as well but it's really fulfilling yeah I was just thinking that it seems like you when when people uh well will you specifically you pick jobs that are fulfilling that um you can help serve people, um, especially with food. I always feel like food is a great way to serve people because not only do everyone have to eat every day, but um, just like having something that's like comforting, that's a big bonus when you, and then when you care and you make a product, it shows that you care from the packaging that you put into, you know, the effort, you know, all of that shows who you are as a person, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, working on getting it down to a science and growing the brand, but still, still, you know, stumbling along the way. I don't have it all sewed up, so to speak. Um, but definitely, I am learning uh, as of today. Yeah, and that's how we even met because we both are in the educational program for social media, and mm -hmm. so that's how. Tamla and Taylor's Treat Talk Tuesday have came to be. And I think this is like maybe our 23rd episode. So we are being very consistent, okay? <laughs> Every Tuesday we're excited here. about the consistency. <laughs> so we we met um, in December. We both signed up for a program. And at first I wasn't going to sign up for a program because I was like, I don't really know if this is going to help me because it's not specifically the area but it is the outcome that I wanted to achieve through the program and so I typed on there does anybody do anything but like baking and Tamla reached out to me so that's how we started Tamla and Taylor's Street Talk Tuesday yeah, that's right. so God will put people in your life that are supposed to be there for the right time let me tell you um <laughs> I want to, you just said something where kind of 
reminded me of an event. I was, if anyone knows about crowdfunding, that's where people come together to support your cause and give you funding, sometime in exchange for something else. But a lot of people just want to support someone that's doing something that they believe in. And I was the first Kiva fellow, that's K-I-V-A, crowdfunding fellow right here in the city of Columbus. And it's amazing the amount of people, perfect strangers who wants to support you in your efforts. And I had a whole uh, great team that um, that I worked with that that helped me along the way for a small loan that helped me buy equipment uh, for my company that I still use today. So I'm saying to all of you out there, don't be afraid to try. Link up with your local business organizations, your state, your county, your your city, um, small business or minority business. If you're not a minority person, just (laughs) go to the small business office because there are resources there a lot of times free of charge that can help you if you just open up yourself and open up your mind and open up your mouth and say, (laughs) hey, I need help in this area. So I know a lot of people, especially people that look like me and look like you, they shun away from those organizations because a person staring back at them doesn't look like them. And that is not always the case to be shy or to be put off or think that they are, you know, they're, they're want to say no to you. They're yeah. paid to say yes to you in most cases. Not, I don't want to, that sounds bad. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I really want to say it is, is their job to be there for you. And if and you help you, yeah. because when you so- win, the state wins, the federal government wins when you pay your taxes. So they want you to succeed. Right. And even though uh, there are a lot of failures in small business, and especially people that, you know, that are the minority groups, there are a lot of failures and people give up. It's a, it's, it's not a sprint. You hear that all the time. It's not a sprint. It is a marathon. You're going to keep going. How many times have I wanted to quit? How many, how many times, how many times have I cried? Right. You know, makes me get welled up right now. How many times have I cried? I said, God, this is not working. This is not working. You know, I can't do it anymore. It's been so long. People started looking at you. Well, aren't you supposed to be doing this? Aren't you, why aren't you that person? Why aren't you, you know, why haven't you succeeded? Why, well, you don't have this by now. Yeah. But you have to realize that you know, when you're doing something that's really important to you. I don't know why I'm getting so emotional. I'm really emotional. It's okay. When you're doing something that's important to you, don't give up on it, no matter what people think. Get it together in a minute. That's okay. Take your time. <laughs> I think you. I'm messed up. <laughs> I'm messed up right now. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to uh, be emotional. It's okay to uh, to understand and to just be grateful and thankful for everything that you have overcome. I know that we can't say 
everything or every part of our story that leads us uh, to, to where we are at that point. But anyone who is in entrepreneurship or anyone who is in a space where they are uh, creating, uh, it can be taxing on you, especially when you listen to the voices of other people who believe you uh, should be at a certain place by a certain time. Uh, I just actually was reading a post about um, some actresses and uh, they were saying they didn't get their big breaks until they were like 40 and 50. And I'm over here like, oh, you know, 30s is just like, oh my goodness, I need to do so much more, you know, but just be excited about where you are because it doesn't have to be where you're going to end up. And uh, one, another great point uh, that I wanted to bring out is that when you educate yourself, that's when your business grows. That's when you get more, uh, more, <clears throat> more, uh, more help in the the day-to-day things when you start to pour into yourself and not always just for financial gain yes you don't want to be in the same place forever but once you find something where you're helping or you're serving you get a different level of fulfillment than just than it just being for selfish reasons um i've heard before that money is a magnifier so if you see one who is rich and they are a jerk, they were a jerk when they were poor. The money yeah. just magnified <laughs> their arrogance. If you see mm-hmm. one who was kind uh, and giving, they were kind and giving before they received the money. They just mm-hmm. were magnified. <laughs> their actions are magnified and more people are looking at them now because they do have those things. So working on character building, is great no matter what age you are um those things really help in business especially if you're doing a service-based business because you're gonna be working with people and people can be demanding they can be total jerks (laughs) you know customers can be total jerks but um you're also going to run into some people who are very sweet, who are very kind, who care about your business as much as you care about your business. You might even run into some clients that say, Hey, I want this. And they're like, and then you're like, you might be nervous. Like, "Ah, I don't want to tell them it's more than a hundred dollars. I remember the first time, like I told someone something was like a hundred dollars. I was like shaking. Like, I don't think that they're, and they were like, yeah, I don't care just it's because you made it and I feel like you're a great person and so you have have a great product yeah you have a great product and so you have to work on yourself and your business will grow because of that and I think Tamla is a great testament to that thank you thank you for that and thank you for um sharing that I'm back But what I wanted to also add, in addition to that, you know, I really want our audience to know that I've failed so many times. I've failed so many times. I've had customers, I've done custom jobs for people. Well, it only took me a couple of times to understand and realize that, um, okay, we're going to have to prepay from now on. Yeah. I've had a yeah. couple of uh, 
customers who I did exactly what they wanted, the amount that they wanted, specialized colors and everything. And when it came time to saying, hey, um, your product is complete and done, you know, you're ready, ready to pick it up. And uh, they were nowhere to be found. I ran down their numbers and all this other kind of stuff and was kind and left messages and texts. And then they finally called me back. I don't know, maybe it was that day. It's all a blur now because it's been so long ago. Okay, note that. That, um, <laughs> that uh, well, can't you, well, can't you sell it to somebody else? I'm like, no, I can't. This is specialized for you. It's your special colors that you wanted. Yeah. So um, it took a couple times around, you know, for me to understand that if someone wants something custom or specialized, it's important to get half up front at least because I understand that it's, it's a tough time right now where sometimes you say you can pay on it until you get to the balance and then we can make the product because a lot of people, everybody's money, not everybody, people's money is funny. And even though they want your product, uh, but you put in the time, the effort, the expense, the run around the late night or early morning to try and get this product done at the time that they specified and you're left with all the expense and the product and there's nothing you can do about it. And that happens, that's just growth. It's just part of business and it's not gonna be rosy all the time, but it's important to think about upfront how you're going to run your business. And the thing about it is, if the price point is too much, then it's not your customer. Okay, right. sometimes we can work with somebody. We understand, we all understand working with somebody, what can be done and what cannot be done. But for the people like, well, I can go buy this someplace else or I can go buy that someplace else down the street, around the corner from Susie, from uh, Jaquan or whatever. But it's not you and it's not your product. And this is what you're right. charged. And if, and, you know, maybe we can catch up with you next time because you have to go on because you realize if this is your business and not just a hobby, then you know that you have lights to pay, you have insurance to pay, you have your type of ingredients to buy. And some of it is not easy just right around the corner to go get it. So, um, yeah, I just want to make sure people know that. And the other side of business, you might have this in your questioning, questioning but I want to say about the things that didn't work, that I'm still, you know, things that I have um, had challenges with, and that's with inventory. I'm horrible. I'm horrible. I'm horrible. <laughs> so if anybody out there has a great inventory platform that I could use, uh, I'm all ears. So send it in, DM me or what have you, but I'm horrible with inventory. I cannot get it down. I need an assistant. I need, I want to hire people. I want to have my own distribution uh, spot. So I'm working towards some great things. So hopefully they're, uh, they're, uh, they're going to come to pass, God willing. But also get out your own way. Yeah. So that is Tamla's words of encouragement for this week. <laughs> we are so excited uh, to be here. I'm excited to have interviewed you. I feel like people are going to get a lot from this. And if you would like to be 
on Tamla and Taylor's Treat Talk Tuesday, please email us at treattalktuesday at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram where we post uh, weekly. We post sometimes daily. We post on there, okay? And you can get in contact with us that way if you would like to. And that is Tamla Taylor's Treat Talk on Instagram. And last but not least, I am Taylor, owner of Taylor's Kitchen with my Instagram is Sweet Spirit Treats. And I'm going to let Tamla say goodbye and tell us more about her and where you can find her before we get out of here. So this has been a really exciting opportunity to share with all of you and especially you, Taylor, for being my best co-host that anyone could ask for in this journey who knew that we would be doing a podcast I certainly didn't know I'll be doing a podcast it's certainly not six months in doing an every Tuesday podcast (laughs) and um, I think that this is something that uh, we can continue on as long as the people want to hear from us and we love to hear your feedback like share comment if you want to be a part of our treat, Tamlin Taylor's Treat Talk Tuesday, we'd love to interview you. And let me tell you this, you don't have to be a treat maker because we talk about what, Taylor, three things, treats, business, business and, life. and life. Exactly. So if you are a, a widget maker, widget meaning any type of thing, you have a product or service that you offer uh, to people. We'd love to interview you. We have openings every month and our calendar for July is open. And if you would love to be a part of our uh, platform on YouTube, on um, anchor.fm, on Spotify, or any place that people listen to their podcasts, we would love to have you email us at what Taylor you know I never can remember <laughs> treat talk at gmail.com treat talk Tuesday did you say treat talk Tuesday see no I'm messing up treat talk Tuesday at gmail.com see that's we'll what we're together we can bounce off each Somewhere other down here yeah maybe we'll put it <laughs> here you know how they point here and there right here and you know and we if we yeah yeah And also, I want to say, you know, we're looking to do some new things with our podcast. So if you have any suggestions about the look and feel of our podcast, I would love to hear feedback on that, too. And if we need to bump it up a little bit, that would be great um, as well. So, yeah, you've been listening to Tamla Tamla and Taylor's Treat Talk Tuesday, where we have a podcast every Tuesday where you listen to your podcast or on YouTube, and please check out our Instagram pages. And we're going to say, be blessed, have a great week, and peace out, homie. Bye. Peace out, homie. All right, (laughs) bye-bye.